And so as a church, I, I really believe we're stepping into a season of breakthroughs. Everything that is, yeah, yeah, you're already with me. Here we go, church. You're with me today. I like it. Because this past month, every time I've been preaching, it's been so heavy in here. Everybody's been like, I'm not going to say anything. That's good, but I ain't going to say anything. You can say something, church. You can preach with me here, all right? Because all we're doing is we're coming into alignment with God's word. And there's a season of breakthrough coming. Because that's what happens. Every time he wants to discourage you, it's because he's trying to get you to quit. He wants to get you out of your alignment and your assignment. He wants to get you out of the place of your gifting. Because he knows when you're using your gifting in the kingdom, there's no way he can stop what God is about to do. Because God has gifted and equipped every member of this church in here. And so if you've just been sitting on the sideline, just sitting back and watching, he wants you to step in and start participating. That's what he's doing in this season. He's reminding us that we've all been equipped. That's what Tuesday night is. It's equipping time. It's breakthrough time. We're equipping the saints on Tuesday nights. It's prophetic training ground. Because guess what? Sometimes we think, oh, no, no, I I can't be prophetic. In fact, that that doesn't even happen anymore. No, no, no. What's it say in the book of Acts? Go here. Go Acts chapter 2. Boy, uh, I'm sorry. Who's running slides back there, Scott? I'm about to go way off script, brother. I love you, man, but... Today, we're going to be all over. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Hopefully you got your own Bible, because if you're just relying on the screen, I don't know. I mean, I could be everywhere today. Acts two seventeen. in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. We are in the last days. You are his people. He is pouring his spirit out on each and every one of us here. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. The gift of prophecy still exists. It's still happening. We're prophesying today in the church. Some of you were here last week. You heard it. You received it. You know it to be true. And now guess what? You can go and you can be a prophet in your house. You can begin to speak life and faith over your home. And so every time you begin to feel doubt or discouragement creeping into your home, every time you you begin to feel those lies of the enemy creeping in, trying to get a foothold, no, no, no. What are you going to do? You're going to speak to the lies. You're going to speak God's truth all over the lies. Because Satan's lies, they fall and they crumble at the truth of God's word. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. If you're starting to get visions and dreams at night and you're just like, oh, I just ate something weird. No, no, no. Start to write those down. If you have a dream or a vision and it sticks with you, it's stuck in your head when you wake up the next morning, start to write it down and then bring it on Tuesday and find somebody there on Tuesday and say, hey, this is the dream I had and begin to discern it in community, in the the light of truth from God's word, begin to discern these dreams and visions because guess what? He still gives his people dreams and visions. It wasn't just that pizza you ate. It wasn't just, oh, man, I I had garlic last night. No, no, no. God is still speaking and moving. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. Don't forget that. Men and women alike. This is not a church that puts women in the corner. No, no, no. We elevate women just like Jesus elevated women. We're all gifted. We all carry the Holy Spirit. Don't forget that. There's not a junior Holy Spirit. All right, there's not a female version of the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. Husbands, your wife has the Holy Spirit living inside of her. Work together, husbands and wives, to discern his voice in your life. 
to discern his will for your life. And they will prophesy. Men and women, husbands and wives, start to prophesy over your kids. Start to speak life over them. Start to speak God's truth over them. Start to pray God's word over them. Even if it just starts simple. That's all my wife and I, that's all we've really done. We've just started simple with our kids. And we pray this prayer. And it comes from Joshua 1. And we just pray, God, make our kids, teach our kids to be strong, brave, and courageous. Teach them to follow your ways, to not deviate to the left or to the right, but to walk in your path. God, teach us to teach them. Show us how to teach them. And so we just keep praying Scripture over them and over their lives. Recently, I just started praying Ephesians 6 over our kids. And it's, it's weird because all I ever knew how to pray before were very earthly and, and, and fleshly prayers. God, just take care of us, help us, you know, all that stuff. I, I didn't know how to pray well over our kids, but now I'm starting to realize I, I just need to start to pray God's truth over them. And so I'm starting to pray the armor of God over our kids, that they would wear the helmet of salvation, that they put on the breastplate of righteousness, they put on the boots of peace and readiness, that they'd carry the sword of the Spirit, and they'd pick up the shield of faith, that they'd put on the belt of truth, and that they would walk in the fullness of everything the Holy Spirit has for them. Prophesy over your kids together. Prophesy over your house. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We're in the last days. And God is raising up a church to be fully equipped, wearing the armor he's given them. We keep walking through unarmed. We don't even put it on every day. And we keep wondering, like, why is life so hard? Why does it feel like nothing is ever going right? And he's just saying, put on the armor. Wear it. Use it. I've equipped you, but I can't make you wear it. I can't make you put it on. You have to choose that for yourself. It's a choice. Nehemiah, once again, Scott, you don't have this. Sorry, bud. Nehemiah chapter 4. I told you one of the things that I know, you know you're getting close to a breakthrough when the enemy just starts pouring it on. And, and if you know anything about our kids' ministry, like what Mandy was just saying, you know. We've been in a tough season. This summer was, it was hard. It was difficult. There's a lot of other things going right. There's a lot of other good things happening in this church. But that's one area where the enemy's gotten a foothold. And so I'm just asking the church, just listen to this passage right here. Chapter 4, verse 12. This is when the Jewish people, they were coming back and they were rebuilding their city. And they were rebuilding the walls after it had been torn down and destroyed. 
And so the Jews who lived near the enemy, they came and told us again and again, they will come from all directions and attack us. The enemy wanted to attack them because they were rebuilding the walls. They were fortifying the city. That's what's happening in our church. We're rebuilding the walls. We're fortifying God's city, his people, his church. That's what we're doing in this season. We're rebuilding and fortifying. So what's the enemy going to do? The enemy is going to come and attack from all directions. So what's Nehemiah do? So I placed armed guards behind the lowest parts of the wall in the exposed areas, in the weak spots. I stationed the people to stand guard by families armed with swords, spears, and bows. Church, I'm asking you in this season to stand guard over where the enemy's trying to attack families in our church. Come take, come take up a watch on Tuesday nights. Come and pray over our families. Come and pray over the kids in this church. Because those kids, they're the future. Like, what did we just read in Acts? Our sons and daughters, they're gonna grow up and prophesy. They're gonna go and speak life. Their words are gonna carry the life of the kingdom to other nations. We're raising up an army. And we're teaching our kids in this season to wear the armor and to carry the sword and to pick up their shield. But we've got to protect them when they're vulnerable. And so I'm asking you as adults to pick up your shield, to put on the armor, to come and take up a watch on Tuesday nights, or to come and take up a watch on Sundays and say, I didn't think I should do this. I didn't think I could do this, but now I don't see how I can't do this. I want to be a part of raising up this next generation. I want to sow seed into the kingdom because here's what I'm prophesying over this kid's ministry. It's not going to be a burden anymore. It's going to be a blessing. It's not going to be a have to. It's going to be a I get to. It's not going to be, oh, I don't want to wake up early. It's like, I'm going to, I can't wait to wake up and I can't wait to get there and I can't wait to sow the seed of God's truth into those kids' lives. That's what's going to happen in this church and it's going to change this church going forward. This church is never going to be the same again. From this day forward, we drew a line in the sand. We won't be the same again. This church, God wants to advance his kingdom. He's using this church. He's teaching us how to step into the giftings and the callings he's given us. And we're stepping back into the alignment and the assignment he called us to. He wanted us out of the assignment. He wanted to knock Mandy out of where he had called her and gifted her to, and she's not the only one. There's more of you in this room today that you knew as she was saying that, you said, that's me. I've stepped out of the assignment because I didn't want to be attacked anymore. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. But now you're realizing I need to step back in. I'm not going to let fear rule my life. For God did not give me a spirit of fear and timidity, but he gave me a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Sorry, I'm preaching to myself too. He convicts me too. There's times I get scared because it's hard. It is. It's tough. When the enemy comes after you, it'd be easier to quit. It'd be easier to sit on the sideline and say, I don't want to deal with the attacks anymore. I don't want to keep holding this shield up when the arrows keep coming. But I don't want to stop. Church, I don't want to stop. We can't. He's doing something. There's a breakthrough. And it happens through prayer. Come join us on Tuesday nights.
Come and see for yourself how he keeps showing up. Just like how you come on Sundays and you know every Sunday he keeps showing up. That's what's happening on Tuesday. We're just giving him a little bit more of ourselves. That's what he's doing. He's slowly teaching us that if we would just trust him with a little bit more of our lives, he's going to show up and do more than we could ever do on our own. Because we think, no, 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 I, I can barely survive during my week, and I already give up Sunday to him. I, I need the rest of my week just to get done what needs to get done and do what I need to do. And he said, no, 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 the more of me that you have, the more that's going to get done supernaturally. You think, no, I got to keep grinding in this world. I got to keep working. I got to keep earning. I got to keep doing all these things. And he said, no, 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 if you would do less, I'll do more. If you would do less, I'll do more. I'll show up and I'll deliver. That's what he's going to do in our kids' ministry. We're just going to show up on Tuesdays, and he's going to deliver on Sundays. He's going to provide in incredible ways. That's what's going to happen in this next season. We're going to see things that we never thought were possible. We're going to continue to hear testimonies and miracles in this church because that's what he does. That's how he works. And guess what? He wants to free you up. Every sickness and infirmity that you've been dealing with, there's people here today that have a sickness or infirmity, and you've made that a part of your identity. He wants to break that off you in the name of Jesus today. Some of us, oh man, I'm sorry, my nose is running, I'm crying. I'm a mess, but I don't care. I'm a mess in the name of Jesus. He's so good. Here's what he's gonna do. He's gonna change your identity. Your sickness is not who you are. He doesn't want you sick. Some of us, we keep telling people, oh, this is just, God's just using it for his glory. That's just, you know, this is just part of my testimony. No, no, no. The testimony he wants you to declare is that he's healed you and that it's freed you up to walk fully in the kingdom into what he's called you and created you to do. That's the testimony he wants on your life. Not, oh, this is just who I am. This is just how it's always gonna be. But God's still good. Yeah, we know he's still good. And he's still good and he still heals because that's who he is. He is a healer. Joe, he doesn't want you sick. He wants you walking in full health so you can keep marching on UNO's campus and taking back territory in the name of Jesus. There's gonna be more freedom. He doesn't want you sick. I'm declaring that over your life right now. Anyone else in this room, you think, oh, no, no, I'm just sick. He wants me sick. No, 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 healing is coming. He's gonna heal your heart. And then from there, it's gonna work out throughout your entire body. Everything that you thought you had to suffer and deal with for the rest of your life, no, no, he wants to heal and restore. He wants to bring fullness. That's what he came to do that you can live life to the full, not just live life and barely make it and scrape by until you die and then you go to heaven. No, no, no. He wants you to bring heaven down to earth right now. That's what we're doing in prayer. We're bringing, we're crying out, we're calling, God, bring heaven to earth right now. That's what Joe and Mandy experienced on Tuesday. They felt the Holy Spirit, his presence drop like they never have. They heard his voice speak directly to their hearts. They felt the stone breaking off. They felt the weight of the enemy being released because he has no power at the name of Jesus in his presence. That's what's happening in this season. That's what's happening in this church. This church is gonna multiply This room is going to be filled. Whatever room we're in, it's going to be filled because people hear and know that the presence and power of Jesus is still at work in God's people. And people are going to want what you have in you. They're going to want his presence. They're going to want what he has to offer, not just for the physical healing, but for what he can do when it comes to your heart. He wants to break it all off.
all the money that you've ever had to spend for your sickness, for your disease, for your infirmity. He's going to heal you so now you can pour that in and you can sow back into the kingdom. He doesn't want you to spend that money on sickness, disease, and death anymore. He wants you to sow that into the kingdom. He doesn't want us sick. He wants us whole and healthy so we can live out the mission he's called us to. This isn't the sermon I was going to preach. But it's always better when I listen to his voice and not my own. My whole life. My whole life I can look back and I can see what he was doing and how he was moving. This new series we're starting, it's in Hebrews. There you go, Scott. I'm finally going to get back to the notes. Hebrews 5. Worship team, you guys can come up as we get ready to close it out. Here's just a preview for next week, why you should come back. There's just more. There's more of him. There's more of him to experience. There's more of him to hear. There's more that he wants to teach us and show us in his word. Hebrews 5, verse 11. There is much more we would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and you don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Paul doesn't hold punches. You are like babies who need milk and you cannot eat solid food. It's time to grow up. That's what I believe he's been doing in this church from the very beginning. He's been growing us up. There are people, I know, there's people in this room that will testify. They'd get up right now and they would testify. The Holy Spirit's taught me more in the past two years than the past 20 years of being a believer. That's it. You know, you're hearing his voice. When I deliver a message, I'm not delivering it on my own power. I was telling my friend Nate back there, I tell stories about Nate a lot. I said, for years, I preached out of my own power. I didn't realize it. I would sit down and I would study for 20 hours a week and I, and I would study all these different preachers and I'd look at their technique and I, it was like game film to me. I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. If I just mimic that, I can create a moment and I can do this and I, I can make people feel a certain way. I, I did all these things and I, I was trying to manufacture the presence of the Holy Spirit. I preached some pretty good sermons. They were okay. He's shown me I'm so, so much better when I just rely on him. He's shown me that if I would just listen to his voice, he can do more in one hour with me than I could do in 20 on my own. That's what he wants to show you. You've been trying to do it on your own. You've been trying to manufacture something in your life and you feel like you just keep hitting your head against the wall and it's not moving. 
His, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. When you're walking in the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit, when you're beginning to listen to his voice again, when you are filled with him and you are submitting to his voice, all of a sudden everything else just gets easier. Yeah, the spiritual attacks come, but they bounce off you. They don't hit you like they used to. In fact, a lot of times what we thought were spiritual attacks, they weren't even spiritual attacks in the old life. It was just the result of our disobedience to his voice and walking outside of what he had for us. But when we learn to listen and walk in the fullness of his voice, man, it just starts to flow. That's what I'm believing for our kids' ministry. What's been hard, what's been difficult, what's felt like a burden, what's felt like we have to we have to manufacture and we have to force, it's going to be easy in this next season. It's going to flow. And the Holy Spirit is going to flow from the top down. It's going to flow because Jesus Christ is the head of this church. And he's just going to pour the oil out all over this church. He's going to pour his presence, his Holy Spirit all over this church in this season. And so everyone that walks into those rooms to lead and teach and love on those kids, they're going to be filled with his presence. And it's going to be easy. And it's going to be fun. And those kids are going to be excited. And those kids are going to be spirit-filled. They're going to give their lives to Jesus. And they're going to learn how to listen to his voice. Because we're going to teach them how to listen better than anybody ever taught us. We're going to teach them what it means to walk with Jesus, that it doesn't have to be a burden, that it shouldn't feel like a yoke around our necks, that it shouldn't feel like we're being dragged down, like we're being forced. No, 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 no. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Chapter 6, verse 1, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Some of us, that's all we've ever been fed. We've just been fed milk our whole lives. And let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instructions about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. As I've been reading these things, this is what he calls in the NIV it's translated the elementary teachings. This is elementary school. And as I've been reading these things these past few months. I keep reading over them, and I keep thinking, I don't even know if anybody ever taught me the basics when I was growing up. I don't even think I've been through elementary school because I grew up, and nobody ever told me the importance of laying on of hands. You know what he's saying right here? That's 101. That's day one when you walk in the church. There is power through the laying on of hands. There are baptisms. That's plural. There's a baptism of repentance. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. If you want to receive that today, you can come receive that. If you want to receive that on Tuesday, you can receive a baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can be filled with Him. We're just going back to the basics, some of the things that we missed. I, got, I don't know why this picture just came to my head. Billy Madison, when he had to go back through elementary school, 
We're going back through elementary school. We're grown adults. And he's going to take us back through the basics over these next couple weeks. Some of the things we missed because we got to get fortified. We got to make sure we stick to the blueprint he gave us. That's really what this word is in the Greek, arche. It's where we get the root word of architect. What's an architect use to build something? He pulls out the blueprint. That's all we're doing at Revival. We're pulling out God's blueprint and we're saying, God, we want to build what you want, not what we want. We want to build your kingdom, not ours. We don't want to build a church based off of their blueprint over there or that blueprint because that church is successful or that church is doing great. We don't want their blueprint. We want yours. That's what we're building in this season. So we're going back to the blueprint over these next couple weeks. He's going to teach us and he's going to show us things. He's going to bring revelation into your life. That's what he does. He just keeps bringing fresh revelation from his word. You can read the same thing 20 years and he can still teach you something new in it. I've read this Hebrews passage over and over again. It wasn't until this year that all of a sudden he hit me. The Holy Spirit spoke. He said, you don't even know the basics. I was like, whoa, how did I miss this? I've read it, I've read it, I've read it. He said, you missed it, but I'm going to teach you. That's what he's going to do in this season. It's a fresh season, a fresh season to build the church together. And you're here today. Church, let's stand up as we get ready to worship. We're going to have a moment of communion. I'm going to pray, and Brandon's going to share this communion time. But I love this church. I love what God's doing. I don't care the days if there's <laughs> if there's 30 people or if there's 3,000. It doesn't matter. We're just building his kingdom. And we're doing it his way. We're doing it by his blueprint. This is a new season. He's teaching us how to build some new structures. And he's refilling us again. Let's listen to his spirit.